457th edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Bet365. Bet365 is offering new users a $1,000 risk-free bet. Sign up today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet365. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Heidi Ho, Jennery knows. Welcome to episode 457 of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. This goes out to all my American friends, my American listeners, my American co-hosts, because this is your Thanksgiving. A month or so late, but still, it's your Thanksgiving. So hope you enjoy your 25 days off to celebrate the uh, exciting occasion of Thanksgiving. Um, we're going to celebrate... No days off for us. No, we're we're a couple of no days off kind of guys. We are covering PFL for you. UFC may take a week off, but not us. Um, we've got a big year-end belt. Uh, not, I said belt or probably. No, PFL. <laughs> They're all the same. It's all one family now. Uh, this is PFL. They're doing the champ- world championships. Yesterday, we covered one of the championship fights and uh, the rest of the prelims, uh, the championship fight that's on the prelims. Um, today, we're going to cover the seven-fight main cards. So we got lots to get into um we've got to jump right into it we'll bring in my american counterpart who will be celebrating thanksgiving probably while you're listening to this is daniel gumby Breland. hello yeah hopefully you're listening to this on the way to eat something good or watching football or whatever whatnot see some family um so thank you guys for listening along to me i will probably be posting the youtube video of this so early in the morning so that i can then do those exact same things um so i hope you're enjoying this at whatever time you are listening to it and if you are listening to us on our youtube uh just go ahead and do me the favor and like there's a button like right here somewhere it says subscribe just click that you can even turn the notifications off i'm not even asking you to get notified every time we do one of these but when you click the subscribe button makes the bosses happy and uh lets us know that you enjoy what we do um and it makes uh things go smoother so uh click that uh, make sure that you are subscribed to us. Leave us a little comment below if you'd like. That's always fun too. Get get Jong in the comments often, but we don't get too many yeah. other people. Although somebody recently commented, did you see the last comment? Mm, said something well, about how our, ones. It said how about our picks are always good, but if they disagree, go with Gumby. <laughs> yeah, yes, I did see that. That's because yeah. you sound you sound like you know what you're talking about. It's a great, it's a that's, great that's comment. The <laughs> um, yeah, it's great. Shout- Notice that person has not gotten a shout out by me on this podcast. <laughs> I'm I'm shouting him out right now. Shout out, guy. Um, Shout out, guy. (laughs) Um, You're saying you'll be thankful if people uh, like and subscribe and comment on the YouTube. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, there you go. I'm not going to say smash that subscribe button, bro, or anything like that. Smash it. Yeah, I hate those guys. Um, You should. You know, but just subscribe. It makes it easier for us. So um, thank you. Thank you for all that already have. Thank you for coming to the podcast as well as as the host of another podcast likes to say um he's still wearing his k hat i'm still wearing my sgpn hat we should stop joking we should stop playing around here right we got a lot of fights break down even though you say a couple we can just skim uh, two, zip two of them i plan on basically skipping correct <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> all right um so we seven fights it is pay-per-view so do people pay for pfl not, not 50 bucks that's for sure. no no exactly so uh 
PFL should be thankful for whoever uh, whoever puts their their hard earned money down on this on this fight. A, a decent uh, fight poster though, a, a cartoon poster it looks pretty cool. Um, all right, we're gonna jump into it right away. I keep saying we're going to, and now we're actually going to. We're gonna start with a feature fight at middleweight. A couple of names you're probably familiar with: Ray Cooper the third from the United States of America versus Derek Brunson, also from the United States of America. I'll tell you about Brunson first. His nickname is the One. When did that happen? Did I just Derek forget Brunson's that? Nickname is the one. That's what PFL said. That's what PFL. That's what the topology says. That ain't right. <laughs> that ain't right. Apparently, it's the one. He's twenty-three and nine. Twelve knockouts, four submissions. He's been knocked out seven times. This is his PFL debut after going fourteen and seven in the UFC. He's lost two straight fights via knockout or TKO. He's not won a fight since September twenty twenty-one. Three and zero in strike force. Strike force never die. Uh, twenty ten pro MMA debut. Two-time two All-American wrestling in college. Six inches taller than Cooper. Seven inches of reach. Because uh, he normally... In, actually, yes, he always fights at, at middleweight. Excuse me. It's Cooper who's who's changing weight classes. And uh, Brunson plus 165, despite that resume. Brada boy is Cooper's nickname much better than Brunson's. 25-8-1. 16 knockouts, seven submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted four times. 12-3-1 in PFL. He's won the championship twice in the PFL. Not this year unfortunately for him was a regional champion seven and one over his last eight, including winning his last fight via TKO has missed weight a couple times in the past. Used to fight at lightweight and used to fight at watch weight. So we have a former lightweight going up to middleweight here. 2012 was his pro MMA debut nine years younger than Brunson minus 200. So no respect for the, for the UFC veteran coming in here. Yeah. You might be surprised to hear this too, but I'm going Derek Brunson uh, all day mm. here. I, I think, nope. I think part of the problem here is people have got Derek Brunson mentally is washed. Remember we were talking about Jessica Andrade a few weeks ago and you're like, ah, I don't think she's as washed as people think she is. She just ran into tough people, right? Like she ran into Tatiana Suarez and Yan Chaonan and uh, Aaron Blanchfield. And like we wrote her off as as being washed. She wasn't. I I think it could be the similar thing here with Derek Brunson. We're talking about him on a two-fight losing streak. And he is on a two-fight losing streak to Jared Cannonier and Dreykus Duplices. Like, a guy who has a win over the champ and a guy who probably shortly will have a win over the champ. Like, it is it is two of the tougher middleweights in the world. And it's two of the tougher types of matchups for him. Because when you think about what's really tough for Derek Brunson, like, big bruisers at middleweight were really tough for him to deal with, right? Like, big, freaking strong guys were tough for him to deal with because, as you mentioned, Derek Brunson's kind of like sneaky game that he would slowly became very good at was he out wrestled people. We saw it in the Darren Till fight. We saw it in a lot of fights. Like he came up and made noise as a guy who was trying to knock your head off. And then he was like, Oh wait, hang on. I have this skill. I'm a really good wrestler. And when I use that really good wrestling, I can set up more of my hands. I can drop gnarly grounded pound. Like there's so many things to like about what Derek Brunson can do when he mixes things together. And then he ran into a couple of guys he couldn't just mix it up with. So Ray Cooper being so much smaller than him, I think is a huge advantage here for multiple reasons. Number one, I think he can get the takedown. He can be the weight bully here. And number two, Ray Cooper is a big power puncher. That's always been what he is. So maybe it's alarming because Derek Brunson's been knocked out a couple of times, although most of that's ground and pound too, uh, from my memory. But like Ray Cooper is a big puncher. Is he going to be able to reach Derek Brunson? Because it's not like Derek Brunson is one of those guys who has been used to being taller than everybody. So, like, you know, doesn't always have to use his reach to his advantage. He's a guy who's usually, like, the shorter or equal height guy in middleweight. 
So now he's got a huge advantage. So anything he's doing to keep distance is going to work twofold. So, uh, yeah, I like Derek Brunson, and I especially like that we're getting dog money on him. Yes, I uh, just casually, I, I think this is a, a good pick, good pick as well without doing all the all the research that that Gumby does. So yeah, um, it seems like a, a very good matchup for for Brunson. He's going to be way bigger and a guy that he can he should be able to wrestle. So um, let's get that plus money. All right. Let's get some plus money here too. Um, this would be featherweights, women's featherweights. It, <laughs> no. it exists outside of the UFC. <laughs> We're not getting plus money here. <laughs> oh, you could. Uh, three five-minute rounds. Kayla Harrison from the United States of America versus Aspen Ladd, also from the United States of America. Ladd is 11 and four, six knockouts, two submissions. She's been knocked out once. Two and one in PFL. She's taking this fight on short notice. It's supposed to be my fellow Canadian, Julia Budd. And then she pulled out and got herself fired. Did you hear why she pulled out or any, any news on that or not? I, I don't know, but I, I'm betting now that they have uh, they have merged with Bellator. I bet she's got a little bit of buyer's remorse there. Um, yeah, she, exactly. She made PFL mad because there aren't a lot of choices for her anymore nope. outside of Invicta. <laughs> yep, it is true. Um, all right. She's on win-loss win over the last three. She did win her last five via submission. So Lad has looked really good recently, right, Gumby? Obviously, yeah, two and one. she's she's looked she's looked really <laughs> truly good. <laughs> the sarcasm is dripping uh, on my voice and Gumby's voice here. Uh, used to fight at uh Bantamweight technically and flyweight technically, but she never would make weight for those fights. Four and three in the UFC, as I mentioned, weight was she, I think she only officially missed weight once, but like how many fights does she pull out of? Because she pulled out, it, yeah, she pulled out of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. a lot. Five years younger than Harrison, plus five hundred. So if she misses weight for featherweight, then, then then we got a problem here. Um, I think we got a problem anyhow. But uh, Harrison, fifteen one, six knockouts, six submissions. She's been knocked, uh, never been finished in a fight. Fourteen one in PFL, two time champion. Lost her last fight. Used to fight at lightweight. One zero in Invicta. Two times judo Olympic gold medalist, two inch taller than Lad, minus seven fifty. Tell us why Aspen Lad is the pick here, Gumby. She's not. <laughs> what? I'm glad, you're, I'm glad you're trying to spoon feed me, Aspen Lad. This is one of the ones I said we don't need to talk about. Aspen Lad has been quitting in fights that she's in, right? Like she just doesn't seem to want to push forward against any adversity. And you're right. She's won some fights that seemingly she hasn't had very much adversity in, but the minute she's in a bad position, she seems to quit. She also doesn't seem to have any, she doesn't seem to push forward anymore. You know what I mean? Like when, when she was at her best and don't get me wrong, I was one of the people beating the drum for like saying like Aspen lad could be a future UFC champion. And like when she was pushing forward and like pushing the action, she's dangerous. She's very good. She's the type of person. If you told me three or four years ago would be fighting Kayla Harrison, I'd have been like, she'll give Harrison some problems because she'll stuff enough takedowns and she'll bring the action to her, right? Like she'll do what Larissa Pacheco did do to Kayla Harrison. She's just not that fighter anymore. Uh, she, she evolved into something different. It's upsetting, but like, yeah, you got to go with Kayla Harrison here. I told you on yesterday's episode, a big, you know, honking negative three or negative 700 favorite not to put in parlays. This is one that's fine if you do. If you want a little extra value, I, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world here. Uh, what has she evolved into, Dan? You set yourself up there. I'm going to have to ask you. What did, I mean, what she's just she's involved into a fighter who who will win the fight she's supposed to win, but she will not yeah. fight through adversity in the fights that are going to be hotly contested. Yep. There you go. All right. Something's not hotly contested. Bet 365. Everyone agrees, but 365 is the place to go. We are brought to you by them. 
Best three three six five is the world's favorite sports book, trusted by over eighty eight million players worldwide. Props, sides, totals, live betting. Bet three sixty five has you covered. And if you like boosts, you're gonna love Bet three sixty five. Like a thirty percent profit boost on your NFL same game parlay. Plus, they even have an early payout offer if your team goes up seventeen points. Sign up today and choose from two bonus offers: either a thousand dollar no sweat bet or a bet five bucks get one hundred fifty in bonus bets. Just head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet365. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash bet365. Or use the sign-up link in your in our show's bio. Get in there and click. Gumby, do you have a play? Thanksgiving yeah. play, perhaps? No, I'll say uh, we'll, we'll stick with PFL. We haven't talked about okay. uh, totals very much on here. But no. uh, on the prelims, we talked about Jesus Pinedo uh, versus Gabriel Braga on the in the championship fight for the prelims. Um, I mentioned, I think that one's going to end by knockout. You can go listen to it to see who I picked, but you can get the under four and a half at only negative one thirty. So you'd, you'd even save yourself against, uh, if, if that person doesn't get the knockout and the other one does, uh, that that'll, you'll save it right there. So the total on that one under four and a half negative one thirty. All right. Thank you. Yanni for that, uh, over pick or under pick, excuse me, a uh, problem gambling call 1-800 gambler. All right, let's move on. Shall we? From the name calling. All right. Another tournament fight for the uh, light heavyweight championship. Five, five minute rounds. Actually, not another. This is the first one on this card. That's for a, uh, a championship. This is Impa Kasanganang versus Josh Silveira. U.S. versus U.S. Again, Silveira. Koninha is the nickname. Easy one, Gumby. Tell the people what that means. Koninha? Koninha. C-O-N-I-N-H-A. Tiny Rabbit? No, is it not Little Conan? Because is his dad? Oh, Conan it's probably Silvera? Little Conan. Yeah, not... I keep forgetting his dad is Conan Silvera because he doesn't look anything yes. like him. <laughs> no, he doesn't really. He's got like a mullet in his picture on uh, on Topology. Yeah. Um, all right. And Conan, Conan is now. huge, man. <laughs> yeah, he is a big man, a big bearded man. Uh, Silvera, twelve and one, five knockouts, six submissions, never been finished in a fight. Five and one in PFL. He's won three straight, all via finish. Was the LFA champion before this? Used to fight at middleweight. Two inches shorter than Kasanganang, plus one sixty. No respect on the family name. Uh, Kasanganang, Tishilobo. Tish Haven't said that for a while, and Sh I said it. Shilobo. <laughs> and I said it wrong. Shilobo. What? It, have we talked about what it means? It Should means like God, God's warrior, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Well, no wonder he's in the minus uh, on the boards, obviously. Uh, 14 and three, three knockouts, four submissions. He's been knocked out twice. Four and all in PFL. Three of those four wins have come via finish. Has missed weight before. Two and two in the UFC. Two and oh in the contender series. Used to fight at welterweight and middleweight. Two years younger than Silvera, minus 190. Tell us why Silvera's the pick. Ah, uh, no, I'm going Impa. No. Um, uh, yeah. Sure. And, and I do really like Josh Silvera. Like, I. I contemplated the dog money on here. And actually I will say that as a uh, statement here, because you know, I, I like to tell you who I'm picking, but also whether or not I find any value here. I, I don't like this line on Impa Um okay. I, I thought when I saw this fight booked um, that we were going to see like, you know, negative 130 to plus or plus 110 or something like that. Um, so to see him as a two to one favorite was kind of shocking to me when I opened up the odds and I, I don't think that that's a really good idea with Impic Sangane because Silvera is good in a lot of different places. Like I really, I really do like him when he's on the ground, his mat skills are super good, both in the way that he controls people and how he sets things up. Like he almost like lets people move a little bit in order to sink in something else. Like he, he lets them spin so he can take the back. He lets them think they're getting up so he can push them back down and make side control. Like he, he does like little smart things 
that allow him to advance positions. But the problem is, is I think Impa just hits too hard. And also, we sort of sleep on how good of a wrestler Impa Kasangade is. Because he is super strong. Granted, I like him way better at middleweight. But hey, whatever. It seems to be working for him at light heavyweight in the PFL. But like when he fought, was it Sasha Palatnikov in the UFC? Like he was like, I'm just an amazing wrestler now. And he took him down and rear naked choked him. And we've seen it a little bit since he's left the UFC. But I think that strength and that ability is enough to keep his feet against Josh Silvera. And I think he's sharper on the feet. So as long as he keeps this one standing, the longer he's standing, the better it will be for Impa. So I'm going to go favorite here, Impa Kasangane. All right, boom. Impa is the pick. We're moving right along here, aren't we? Let's move. Uh, let's find out who else is going to win a million bucks come Friday night. Uh, this is for the welterweight championship, five five minute rounds. The Russian Megamed Megamed Karamov versus the Swedish Swede, the Swede, not the Swedish. Swedish is coming up. Just wait. The Swede Sadabusai. I will tell you about Mr. Sai first. He is the Swedish Denzel Washington. Obviously, just look at him. So obvious. Uh, he's 16, 6, and 2 with one no contest. He's been knocked, he's knocked out eight people. He's been knocked out twice, submitted once. 10, 4, and 2 with one no contest in the PFL. And he is the defending champion. Am I right there? I think yep. so. Yep. Uh, 7 and 0 over his last seven, 8 and 1 over his last nine. He has not lost fights since August 2021. Used fight at middleweight, 2013 Pro MMA debut. Twitch site, seven inches of reach over Megamed Karamov. And he's a plus 140 despite all of that. Megamed Karamov is 34 and 6, 13 knockouts, 9 submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted three times. 15 and 1 in the PFL. He was a 2018 champion. He's won five straight in 18 of his last 19. He has not lost since October of 2021. One note on the World Series of Fighting, so he's been around this promotion for a while. Used to fight at middleweight as well. 2008 Pro MMA debut, and he's basically world champion in everything. Pancreation world champion, an army head, hand-to-hand combat champion, a Thai boxing champion, a Kudo EP champion. Do you know what that means? you know what Kudo is, app is? is? Is Kudo the... No, maybe I'm wrong. Is Kudo the Chinese... No, that's... Yeah, Kudo. Isn't it a Chinese uh, hand-to-hand karate? I'm looking it up because I forgot to <laughs> I forgot to look it up. Uh, yeah, kudo and judo. I think I think they uh, they are similar. Perhaps it oh, is. So then a that wasn't karate. That, that wasn't Chinese karate, which is my answer. <laughs> <laughs> it is a high, Japanese hybrid martial art. It's a full contact combat combat sport that aims to achieve safety, aggression, and practicality. Oh, so so Japanese, not Chinese, um, but like That's sort true. of what I was thinking. Yep. It, it includes restraints, locks, and chokeholds. So not karate. Stand up, stand up <laughs> striking, throwing and grappling. This sounds like MMA to me. Um, okay. Anyhow, he's a champion there. He's like I said, he's a champion in everything. This Russian man is. He's four years younger than Sai, minus 170. So why do you think Sai is an underdog here? Wrestling? Mm, I'm going to give you a hint. It's the same reason we talked about on the last episode about somebody being surprisingly an underdog. Um, because they fought before and Megamet Karamov <laughs> beat him. Bingo! It's Sadabu size last loss is Megamet Karamov. Um, but with that being said, I am actually gonna take the dog money on Sadabu Sai here. Uh half because of I like the number, uh, and half also because I think he's developed since they fought in 2021. Um Sadabu Sai, if you watch this fight with Rory McDonald, which was only I think two or three fights after the fight with Megamed Karamov. He already had showed that he had gotten a lot better when it came to takedowns and staying on his feet and winning fights there. 
And since then, he's just proven that more and more. Like he fought Carlos Leal twice and looked like he was good in those areas. He also looks like he's more dangerous on the feet now. He's finished a couple of people with some pretty brutal strikes. The spinning wheel, spinning was a spinning wheel kick, spinning wheel kick that he finished. Um, like he just looks more dangerous. And if he snuffs enough of Magomed Karamov's takedowns here, or at least just keeps getting back up, I think he's going to be more polished on the feet. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with side to repeat here, especially because like I said, I, I think it's 50% that I really like the, I really like the fighter and 50% that I really like the, uh, the value here on, on a returning champion who's been undefeated for two plus years, uh, to retain his title or to, to win it again, rather. That doesn't leave any room for a percent of, uh, because he's hot. You're picking him. It, is Denzel what? Wa- yeah, I guess, man, maybe. I was just going to ask, is Denzel Washington hot? But I don't. Denzel Washington I don't, hot. How silly of you. I don't, I don't know the answer. Ask to that your question. wife. Yeah, I, I'll ask my wife after this. I'll report back <laughs> in the wife. Discord. Get in the Discord, and I'll tell you if my wife thinks Denzel Washington <laughs> and He will hot. let you know. Yeah, you have, to, you have to hit the subscribe button, uh, and then yes. I can tell you. <laughs> yes, and she'll tell you if uh, Denzel Washington is hot and how hot I am on a scale of 1 to 10 as well. Okay, uh, got Because she watches every episode for sure. Um, all right. One one place it does get 10 out of 10 in our books is underdog fantasy as well. I got to do awkward transitions so Gumby can get, get the graphic up on the screen in time for, for uh, YouTube. It's not because I suck at doing this after 400 plus episodes. All right, underdog fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, and college football. They, they don't say MMA, but MMA is there. Look at your screens if you're watching YouTube. There's some MMA picks right in front of your eyeballs there. Simply pick higher or lower on your favorite players' fantasy stats and cash in, such as Gumby. Oh, uh, you know, I, I'll give you one for the very awkward Friday football game we got this week. Yeah. Thanks what a lot, they- Amazon Prime. Uh, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Amazon Prime is, I think, trying to dip double dip with Black Friday, trying to get you to be home, and so then you shop yeah. online. It's kind of yep. actually pretty clever. Um, but I'll take the higher than on Tua Tagliavola's, uh, t- t- I'm never going to say that dude's name right, higher on Tua's passing yards. Uh, I think I saw he was 248 and a half. Uh, he should get 250 easy. He's a quarterback. He plays he for the Miami Dolphins. Are you Googling this in real time? No, no. <laughs> I, I just talk like a robot sometimes. That's why I have trouble uh, when they ask me if I'm a robot online. I always have to yell, ask someone in my house, am I a robot or not? Um, okay. Um, watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over an Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit of up to 100 bucks. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. N, not M, SGPN. He uh, he played for Alabama also, I believe. Am he I did. right? Yes, he did. Boo, boo, boo. Look at me go. On, a team, with, on a team with three NFL quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts really? and Mac Jones, all, wow. all three of them made the NFL from that team. I was going to ask you who's in the Great Cup, but I think the Great Cup just happened last weekend already. Mo- Montreal won. <laughs> Oh, did they? Okay, there you go. I like that. Yes, they beat the Winnipeg uh, Blue Bombers, one of the 10 Blue Bomber teams in the CFL, uh, 28-24. Yeah, usually they used to take a week off, but not anymore. Um, All right, Hall of Fame bets. I have to tell you about the the good folks there before we we, uh, truck on here. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea in a Hall of Fame bet's revolutionary parlay optimizer tool. Get hit rates broken down by leg. 
as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. Okie dokie. Shall we move on? The one... Actually, no, we, we already spoke of, of a women's fight here. For now, we're going to tell you about the tournament championship women's fight. This one is at featherweight. Five five-minute rounds. Larissa Pacheco from Brazil versus Marina Maknaktina from Russia. See if Gumby remembers things. I, I teach him. Who is who is her husband? Maknaktina's husband. Oh. You don't German. remember. Damn you. Is it Vulcan Ozdemir? Nope. <laughs> It's someone who's <laughs> she's married to a polar bear. That's my hint. Oh, uh, uh, Sergey Spivak. Yes, Sergey Spivak. Correct. All right. Um, let's tell you about her first. Mrs. She's not Mrs. Spivak, but uh, Ms. Maknaktina is 11 and three, one knockout, six submissions, never been finished in a fight, six and one in the PFL, five and oh over her last five. Won her last fit via submission, used to fight at lightweight, one and one in Bellator, multiple time Samba world champion. I mean, like. 50 million times if you check her wikipedia page it's just non-stop uh championships for her in sambo and she's at plus 500 pacheco 22 and 4 11 knockouts eight submissions she's been knocked out once submitted once 11 2 in pfl and is a reigning champion won nine straight fights the last two via tko it's not lost since december of 2019 he's fight at lightweight and down at bantamweight oh and two in the ufc oh one and tough multiple regional championships on her mantle Correct. Get the shirt. Sportsgamblepodcast.com slash store. 2012 Pro MMA debut. Six years younger than Maknaktina. Four inches reach on her. Minus 750. Is this the other fight you're just going to skip right over? Yeah. Pick Pacheco. I don't know what you want me to say. This is a... She's fighting a woman who has largely needed to just, like, get people down and dominate them on the ground to submit them. And she's fighting a person who Kayla Harrison couldn't get down. Um, and, and beat the hell out of Kayla Harrison twice on the feet. So like, I, unless somehow you think Maknatina's, uh, takedowns have gotten better since she was manhandled by Kayla Harrison. Um, like, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, it's just not, she's, she's really good on the ground for the average women's featherweight. And she's not good enough to Jake Pacheco down the, the hands comparison is non-existent. It is just so one-sided on here. Pacheco is just going to murder her on the feet. So, yeah, give me Larissa Pacheco. It's interesting you just breeze over the two uh, women's fights, Dan. Well, you know, if they want to make any competitive women's fights, I will give you a breakdown <laughs> for them. Uh, with Both of them are negative 700 favorites. Like, that, there's a reason for that. <laughs> What's that? You only care about their only fans? Is that what you just said? No, that's our, that's our Discord. You can meet plenty of people. <laughs> Turnable to let you know all about it. <laughs> it's true. So we don't have to, uh, we don't have to sacrifice ourselves. He, he does the work. Money. So we don't have to. Yes, exactly. <laughs> all right. Uh, co-main event time. This is for back to the men's side. So Gumby, you'll have a detailed breakdown. You look, watch, watch, uh, five, five minute rounds. Heavyweight. Oh, of course. Heavyweight. You'll have a breakdown. Henan Ferreira for from Brazil versus Dennis Golstov from Russia. It's a big Russia versus Brazil event going down here uh ferreira problema is the nickname 11 and 3 nine knockouts one submission he's been knocked out once submitted once five one pfl he's won two straight both via tko 2013 pro mma debut seven uh, based on their last weigh-ins for their last fights 17 pounds heavier than gold three inches of height seven inches of reach on him plus 205 
Gustav, the Russian bogatir. Have we talked about that before? It's a boogeyman, right? Yeah, yeah. He's he's a Russian version. Uh, 32 and 7, 15 knockouts, 11 submissions. He's been knocked out three times, submitted three times. 10 and 2 in the PFL. He's won five straight fights, three straight via finish. Has not lost since August of 2021. Multiple region championships on his mantle. Correct. Get the shirt at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash store. Um, no, Bogatir is a um, is a knight. You got that wrong, by the way. Oh. Well, then why did yeah. you tell me I was right? Because I thought you were right. Because I don't like showing <laughs> you up, but I have to. I, I can't have someone in the comments saying, actually, you're wrong. So he's a knight. Added that out. Uh, 2010 Pro MMA debut, minus 250. <laughs> Am I missing? Did these two fight? And I forgot. Am I no, 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 again? no, you're fine okay. on that. <laughs> All right. No, Goldsoff almost never fights. He, he like kept pulling out of fights for like years on end. Well, um, look where it's gotten him. Yeah, well, I mean, like, he, he fought, let's see, he fought Maurice Green in 2022, and then he had six consecutive fights canceled um, for various reasons. Uh, some him, some somebody else, uh, but he, he gets fights canceled all the time. I'm I'm going to go dog here. I like Henan Faria here. I, for a couple of reasons, I, I don't, I used to really like Goltsoff. I used to think he was like the future of heavyweight. And now I've seen him and it mostly just seems like he's beating up guys who aren't that good. Um, like he beat, you know, no offense to Jordan Heiderman, but Jordan Heiderman was like a guy who lost on the ultimate fighter. Uh, and that wound up being his semifinals fight here. He beat Jorgen DeCastro, who I think has got great knockout power, but just like, you know, he, he's a kickboxer and a big guy at heavyweight. He's just like not the type of complete martial artist who's going to give Dennis Skoltz off some trouble. He beat Maurice Green, who, you know, like we've seen has, has got some gaps in his game as well. And he beat Cesar Fajeda, who used to be a middleweight. You know, like th these are, this is not a murderous row of opponents he's beaten. And if you go back, you know, you want to go back to when he fought some of the better guys, when he fought like, uh, he fought Ali Isiev, who's really darn good. He bought, fought Antetalia. Both of those guys beat him, and, and Isai have knocked him out. And that, for me, you know, you mentioned he's got three knockout losses on his record. That worries me against Fajeda because, first of all, Fajeda, knockout power. You know, tons of knockouts on his record. And second of all, I don't think Goltsov is used to fighting somebody as big as he is. You know, Goltsov is six foot five. He likes to be on the inside. You know, his, his inside boxing works really well. But also, like, you know, his clinch work works really well. Fajeda... Two things. First of all, you don't want to be too close to him because if you wind up grappling with him, his jujitsu is pretty sick. Um, he worked pretty well on top of uh, Fabrizio Verdum, although he did do the uh, the invisible Brazilian tap in that fight. But like, also, he uses his range well on the feet, so it's like it's going to be harder for Goltsov to get on the inside. He's clearly got crazy knockout power, and Goltsov his chin has been touched. Now, granted, not in the last few fights, but you know, Jordan Heiderman's not there knocking very many people out with like one touch power. You know, he, he's more like a volume ground and pound guy. Jorgen DeCastro is, but he's like five foot 11. So like, he's not fought a dude who's, you know, what is Fajeda? Like six, six, he's not fought a six, six dude with crazy knockout power. So uh, I like Fajeda here. You just described me there, Gumby. Six, six with knockout six, power? Six, six with crazy knockout power. Not just <laughs> knockout power. Crazy knockout power. All right. Uh, main event time, ladies and gentlemen, for the lightweight tournament championship. Uh, and a million dollars. We got Clay Collard from the United States versus Olivier Aubon Mercier from Canada. He's going to have the advantage because he's already had Thanksgiving months ago. So he's not <laughs> having to sacrifice whatsoever. Right? That's correct. 
e- easy weight cut, easy weight cut. All right, we'll break it down. I'll give you more info than just that, uh, even though you can take that to the bank. All right, Clay Collard, Cassius Clay Collard. I wonder if um, the gentleman we talked about on the on the prelims knows about uh, Clay Collard's nickname. You think he's still in his, his grandpa's name? He's probably heard it before, yeah. <laughs> You'd think. All right, Cassius Clay Collard is 24-10 and 10 with one no contest. 11 knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted three times. Six and two in the PFL. He's won three straight fights and four out of five. He's got multiple regional championships on his mantle. Correct. Get the shirt. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash store. Um, used to fight at featherweight and up at welterweight. One and three in the UFC. 2011 Pro MMA debut. Nine, six, and three as a pro boxer. Four years younger than Aubin Mercier. Two inches taller. Four inches of reach on him. Plus 220. Aubin Mercier, despite being the Older man here, he's always going to be the the Quebec kid, also the Canadian gangster, also the Canadian tuxedo. Twenty n five, twenty dash five. That's just denim, <laughs> you like <right>? this, <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's just a full a full denim outfit. You have to have the jacket and the pants and everything. Yes, um, twenty dash five is his record. Four knockouts, eight submissions. Never been finished in a fight. Nine known the PFL and the reigning champion of the world. Things have gone pretty good for him since he left the UFC. He's won two straight fights via knockout or TKO. He did not have that when he was in the UFC. He was not finishing people. Probably why they uh, didn't mind him leaving. Uh, has not lost a fight since July of 2019. Seven and five in the UFC. Two and zero in the Ultimate Fighter. Used to fight at welterweight. 2011 Pro MMA debut. Minus 280. Is Obama Mercier getting another million bucks? Yeah, which he is, is. In, in Canadian is 1.3 something nice. million dollars. He's yeah. making out like a bandit on this exchange uh-huh. rate. Um, I, yeah, I gotta go Olivier Alba Mercier. Uh, I think the reason why, I, I mean, Collard's boxing, you gotta give it to him, right? Like it is looks so damn good, both in his ability to to maintain volume. Like I, I'm really impressed that he doesn't tire with like what he puts out there. Sometimes doesn't tire, doesn't slow, doesn't seem like he has any less knockout power towards the end of these fights. Um, I'm really impressed by that. I'm also really impressed by his accuracy. You know, in his last fight, it seemed like he couldn't miss uh, towards the end of that fight. So I'm always high on the boxing of Clay Collard, but Olivier Alba Mercier just has the great equalizer, which is absolutely positively suffocating wrestling. Um, His wrestling held up throughout his UFC career. It's held up even better in his PFL career. I, I think I've picked against him a couple of times, just being like, ah, he can't get, you know, Shane Burgos down or something like that. And what did he do? I mean, he mauled Shane Burgos, you know, he, he, he put Shane Burgos down and, and then beat the crap out of him. So I, I think he's going to do the same to Clay Collard here. You know, Clay Collard might have some early success. You know, if you want to play the puncher's chance, like play the puncher's chance, Olivier up Mercier is going to get takedowns. He's going to have top control and he's probably going to finish uh, Clay Collard with some submission or something like that. Can you give him a little bit of respect and say his name properly at least once on the podcast? Oh, Mercier. <laughs> Mercier. Thank you. Thank you. Olivier. Mercier. Olivier. Uh, uh, Olivier. <laughs> Olivier. Yeah. So American. Come on. You're worldly. All right. Um, let's recap, shall we? And then we'll let you people watch football and what else you guys do on Thanksgiving. Eat things that you've killed, right? Nothing I personally have killed, but yeah, no, I guess you, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shoot, uh, shoot things. Do you shoot things? Do you do f- no? You don't do fireworks or anything like that, right? No, not on Thanksgiving. No, I <laughs> just wondered. Just wondered. All right, you just uh, all right. Let's recap. Olivia Aubon Mercier is his one of his picks. Then we got for Fijea, we got Pacheco, we got Sai, 
We got Kasanganang, Kasanganay. We got Harrison. We got Brunson. You're 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 uh, fading the Russians, Gumby. Did I go Owen three on Russian? Owen two on Russians, right? Isn't Goltsov uh, from from? No, One he's Russian. The... He's a Russian bogatier for crying out loud. Oh, right. Yeah. Why did I think he was from like Estonia or something like that? I thought he was like, a... are you making a political statement? Gumby? Do you want to make a political statement? I don't. Here, I don't. Let's end the episode. You sure? About that? <laughs> all right. Fine. He wants to end it all of a sudden. All right. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Thank you for listening. And if you're elsewhere in the world, we do have listeners all over the world. USA mostly, but we, uh, people are all over the globe. Um, Australia. That's one of our big places. So uh, happy Sunday. Or actually, probably Monday by the time you hear this, because you guys are ahead, a day ahead of us. But thanks for listening. We'll be back on when are we coming back? Sunday. Sunday. Come back on Sunday. What are we going to cover on Sunday? Uh, no, yet we, Sunday and Monday. It's up so in we're, the air. I, I'm looking at a couple of different regional promotions, and you could shout us out in the Discord if you have a preference here. Uh, I think we're leaning towards doing one show on Lux Fight League, uh, and then there's a there's a Fury the following Sunday, which we might break down. Um, it doesn't look particularly packed with superstars um but there's usually odds available for fury so we might do fury i've also thrown around the idea of putting a brave in there because brave has actually got some really nice events coming up uh that they're gonna run all right in a row so maybe brave maybe uh lux maybe fury so if you've got preferences let us know let's call it a cliffhanger everyone you got to tune in and find out uh, that'll be Sunday. In the meantime, Discord, as Gumby said, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Twitter, SGP and MMA. Jeff Fox writer, Gumby Vreeland are the handles. I'm Jeff Fox writer on Instagram. I got a sub stack you can su- subscribe to, get my MMA writings, stats stuff I break down, and obviously my free pick'em contest every week for the UFC. That would be moneymma.substack.com with the lovely logo that Gumby made for me. And listen to Gumby's other podcast, Top Turtle MMA Podcast. Why should they listen, Gumby? Because uh, we've got uh, a breakdown of some uh, Dutch MMA. We'll be talking to Dan Doyce and uh, Orlando Prince, who are both fighting on Cage Warriors 164. There you go. And if you want to know who to pick on Cage Warriors this coming weekend, go back two episodes from now. Gumby has got all your picks there. Um, what else? Oh, the mothership, sportsgamblingpodcast.com and the Patreon, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Okay, Gumby, you can say bye to us. Bye to the people. Right. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm Dana Gumby Freeland. He's the Canadian tuxedo, Jeff Fox. Yep. And we will see you on Sunday.